welcome back to Podcast 51. I'm Tom DeLore. I'm Amir Bankston. And on this podcast, we like to talk about, you know, the weird world that we live in, uh, whether it be unexplained uh, encounters or conspiracy theories or that kind of thing. But just a warning that we like to give is that just because we talk about stuff um, doesn't mean we necessarily are condoning it or saying we believe in it. We just think it's an interesting topic to talk about. And so this week is the second and final part of our Bermuda Triangle episodes. Uh, so last week we talked about um, a little bit of the history and how the Bermuda Triangle and the kind of the mythos was founded. We talked about um, two notable like events surrounding it. <laughs> so what is that face? Uh, I'm sorry, dude. We talked about uh, the Flight 19, and we talked about the USS Cyclops, which I thought was really, really interesting, which was Captain George Worley and that ship yeah, just disappearing, yeah. which is the largest... Georgie. Yeah, Georgie boy. went to the sewer. Big Poppy George. <laughs> That's what he was called, dude. I was there. That's, yeah, okay. He made us all call him Big Poppy. With that accent? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting, though, because also it's the uh, single largest loss of life in a naval, like, incident without being in war. With yeah. Big Poppy George at the helm. Big Poppy George. And so this week, we're going to talk about one more incident, and then we're going to talk about some explanations people give that uh, often are pretty paper thin, so bear with us. And so the first one was in 1948. Keep in mind, these are all around wartime. So USS Cyclops is World War, what did I say, two? No, World War One. Flight 19 was World War II. was around that time. Oh, and by the way, bear with Tom. Don't bear with me. Bear with us. No, not not me, though. <laughs> but uh, this is 1948. This is Airborne Transport DC-3. And the flight was captained uh, by Robert Lindquist and assisted by Ernest Hill and Mary Burke and originated from San Juan International Airport, you know, Puerto Rico. Yeah. And was headed for Miami International Airport on December 28th, 1948, with 32 total people on board uh, when it vanished. The craft ended the first leg. That got real quiet real fast. That was weird. Thank you. Um, The craft uh, ended the first leg at 7.40 p.m. on December 27th, and Linquist informed local repair crewmen that a landing gear warning light was not functioning and that the aircraft batteries were discharged and low on water. Linquist did not want to delay the takeoff, so he said the batteries would have to be recharged en route to Miami. Stop looking at me, dude. <laughs> Stop looking at you. <laughs> what, I supposed to look at the wall? Yeah, I'm, I'm glancing off. I just want to see what your reaction is. It's, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Um, so the batteries are bad. He's like, we're just going to charge them on the way there. And so the batteries are going to power the communications, uh, which is going to become a major problem in a second. I feel like I've heard of Robert Lindquist before, but it's really it's really eating me up. Yeah? Was he like the flying Lindy or something like that? Something. You're thinking of Lindbergh. Ah. Maybe. Probably. Is he the one who had the baby uh, kidnapped? Yep. yep. I'm thinking about Lindbergh. And so that he reports this, but he says, we're just going to charge the batteries on route. Uh, and Lindquist taxied to the end of the runway, which is like, you know, taxiing is. No. It's just like when they drive the plane, they're not flying it. They're just like driving it down the runway. Yeah. So he taxis it to the end of the runway, but stops because it's like before you take off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but stops because of... Um, well, I just lost my place. Of course you uh, Because of issues... My, my phone's freaking out. Yeah. Uh, because of issues with the two-way radio communication. Uh, this is due to the low battery charge that Linquist... Uh, or due to the low battery charge, he was only able to receive transmissions. He wasn't able to actually send any. 
and so he agreed to stay close to San Juan while the batteries recharged uh, enough to be able to communicate with the tower. So he circled the city for 11 minutes, and they received confirmation, um, so he proceeded to Miami. The weather uh, was fine, so this isn't like one of those other scenarios where it's like, oh, it was kind of stormy, so maybe something happened there, but it was fine. At 11.23 uh, p.m., the Overseas Foreign Air Route Traffic Control Center, which is a mouthful, um, at Miami, heard a routine transmission from the flight wherein Nyquist reported that they had an ETA, Nyquist, Linquist, I'm getting mixing up names. Yep. Yeah, Linquist reported that he was, um, they had an ETA of 4.03 a.m. Uh, and were about 8,300 feet. Uh, so this places them about 700 miles from Miami still. Uh, and at 8, or excuse me, at 4.13 a.m., so this is 10 minutes post their estimated time of arrival, Linquist reports that he's 50 miles south of Miami. This was not heard in Miami, though, uh, but was monitored in New Orleans about 600 miles away and was relayed to them. It couldn't be heard in Miami because everyone was partying. That's why? Yep. It's weird that it couldn't be heard in Miami, but it's heard 600 miles in a different direction. Well, my everybody was probably lit, and then they were like, oh, no, and hit the... <laughs> I'm not going to address that. <laughs> hit the New Orleans button, and it went that way instead. Who knows? Who That'd knows? That'd be a real shame. Uh, so they send it, and the Civil Aeronautic Board investigate, accident investigation report said that, actually at this time, Linquist may have incorrectly stated his position. Whether that was intentional, that's left to be uh, unknown. It's, it's un- well, yeah, but, I can see that. But there was a change in the wind, which was not able to be reported to the flight. And without this information, the aircraft could have drifted 40 or 50 miles off course, which means it could have ended up in Cuba, uh, the Everglades, or the Gulf of Mexico just generally. Uh, on January 4th, 1949, two bodies were found south of Guantanamo, uh, but it's unknown if they were connected with the flight. The aircraft has never been found to this day. And so there are some issues that people point to with this, and I think this is maybe the most easily explainable of the, two dis- of the three disappearances that we talked about. And so at the time of takeoff, the aircraft did not meet the requirements of the operating certificate. Somehow they were still confirmed to take off. I don't know if I've ever seen you without glasses on. I know. <laughs> But the, sorry, that took that took me aback for a second. Uh, Usually blind without them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to have. You need to be woke. You need to have your mind open and your yeah, eyes open I can't by this see knowledge about the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. So yeah, it's not. It doesn't meet requirements. Still confirmed to take off somehow. The maintenance records for the vehicle were incomplete. Linquist didn't allow the batteries to be recharged before flight because he didn't want to delay the flight. The cargo-slash-passenger weight limit was exceeded. The plane's electrical system was functioning normally, or was not functioning normally. The plane had fuel for about seven and a half hours of flight, and an error in location would have been critical because when the transmission was set, they were six hours and ten minutes into the flight. So they would not have had a lot of extra time. Yeah, they basically would have been screwed. So if it's kind of the same thing that some people say about Flight 19 is that by the time they may have realized that they were way off course, it might have been too late for them to be able to actually make it to land at all. And that was the thing. So they had to basically take the L on that one. Well, well we don't the know. The death on that one. Yeah, take the D. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> you don't like that? No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything to say about that? Okay, well, what I had to say 
Um, yeah, fam- <laughs> familiar to what happened with all the things that occurred with uh, Flight 19, I could see the same thing happening <laughs> to them because, oh my god, I can see the same thing happening to them because of like the addition of the wind, them not knowing that, and them not being able to be told that, I can see them probably getting washed away. Okay, so of those three, so we have Flight 19, we have the USS Cyclops, and we have Airborne Transport DC-3. Do you think any of these are super mysterious, can be explained away through supernatural phenomena? Oh, any of them are supernatural? Yeah, as I'm saying, do you think any of these are actually supernatural because of the Bermuda Triangle or something else, some unexplained thing like that, rather than you know, operator error or something like that. Because well, that's the reason there's a mention because people think that the Bermuda Triangle and the supernatural elements or other things surrounding it may have played a part in why they disappeared. But do you think that's the case with well, any of these? Or do you think that it's just people, they, they sunk or they crashed or whatever? Like the, the two plane ones, those could, not as a, not for like supernatural, but like something like, I don't know. Like, as we were saying, like, the wasn't it, like, the pull or something in the first episode? Well, not the first, but the last episode you were talking about how it's, like, the the pressure there is extra or something like that. I forgot. It's been a week, but... I don't know what you're talking about. Which one? Which with which disappearance? With Flight 19, how we were talking about how people are saying... They say, like, the pressure of the something there is, like, different than most places. I think... You're coming up with that out of nowhere. All right, so then for... All right, well... There is something about... Are you talking about air pressure? Yeah, no. What was that thing you were about to say? There's something about... There is something about um, kind of... But it's about water, and that was a flight. Oh, well, then I don't know then. I just think it was probably like the storms, if not the storms. I don't think there's nothing supernatural that's like... any With any of them? Boogie or just woogie. the plain ones? What do you think with about USS ones. Cyclops? I think Cyclops was probably sabotaged. By George? Yeah. By Georgie boy? Yeah. By Big Poppy, George. So That's that's fair. I think similarly, I think it's weird that... The weirdest part is that you can say that, but then the fact that nothing has been found at all, especially with a big ship like the USS Cyclops, is the weirder part to me. Well, okay, the Cyclops, yeah, but like at least with the planes, like... Yeah. You could... Uh, st- uh, the deeper that the plane goes down, they especially back then had no type of, like, stuff to pull it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they had nothing to go down there and be like, oh, man, we're going to pull this, like, leftovers of this plane. Because unless you're, like, uh, James Cameron, you can't go that deep into the water because of the pressure. <laughs> going to the Marianas Trench? Yeah. Like, you can't go that deep. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, you can't go that far down. Anyways, explanations <laughs> for it. Uh, we have, first, I grouped these into categories. We have the paranormal ex- uh, explanations. The first one being, this is all that I have for it, leftover technology from the lost city of Atlantis. All right, fam. Uh, that's not true. Nope. You just you want to rate these? There's no, that's all I have written down. Out of him. five, ten, four hats. So I don't know if that's implying that something's happening beneath the water from Atlantis that is messing with stuff in the region, or what? What do you think about that? Are they no? saying that there was leftover technology that's, like, um, 
Like, don't we have it where, like, if a missile comes, like, we could find out or something like that or shoot it down or something? Yeah. So, defense systems like, are you yeah. saying, like, is it like that, but it's, like, boat defense systems or something like that? Or maybe. That's open to interpretation. Well, that's, no. Or it's, well, because the thing, the planes are speared, too, so maybe it's, like, it's like they have they create some portal and it just sucks the ships away. And it just takes them to Atlantis? No. Maybe. Don't do that. No. <laughs> it's definitely not Atlantis. Okay, the next one is UFOs. It's also probably not. Even though it's, it's probably some alien homies this, out there. This isn't an explanation. It said they were abducted would be the yeah. idea there. This one is not any support for it, but it, actually this idea was used in the uh, movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Have you seen it? No. Classic. Classic alien movie. But it's used in that. I think it's Steven Spielberg, uh, actually. Yeah. Um, this is used, this idea is used because crew members of Flight 19 are shown as alien abductees in that movie. Mm. That's not support for it, but UFOs, they are getting abducted. Um, How do you feel about that? I doubt it because I feel like we would have got some alien homies, some pictures of them by now. If, 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 if you keep going over the Bermuda Triangle and like you're disappearing and then the guys who you sent after them also disappeared... And it's all because of the alien homies. Then I don't know. Yeah, the guy was that was Flight 19. The people that the thing that was sent out after them was yeah. never found either. I, there definitely is aliens though, but that's a side note. Yeah. Because like and they're here. Yeah, because that would suck if like maybe not here, but that would suck if we were like the only people in the whole. Like, yeah, I would agree. Galaxy, that would be so dark and depressing. And the uh, the third paranormal explanation is that there's a wormhole in the Bermuda Triangle. And it's, they're just entering the wormhole, and they're gone. Wait, like like in space yeah. type of thing? Yep. No. But on the Earth. Just, just the things that would be needed to happen for that would be just, no. Maybe if now, if it was like a tsunami or something. Well, they would know about a tsunami. What if they just occurred out of nowhere? Just a random, totally just random, a random tsunami. Just, that'd tsunami. Be, Pretty crazy as well. Tornado. So, you, so none of those three you you think are the wormhole doesn't make sense, but I feel like if you did enough research, you could make it make sense. Yeah. So, but that'd be like the most like interesting one out of them. Mm-hmm. But the alien homies one is a no. Okay. That's a. And the Atlantean. And the Atlantis, Atlantis one. Come on, fam. I, like, I wish there was an Atlantis because it'd probably be cool, but no. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to see Aquaman. No. Anyways, natural. These are the natural ones. These are not paranormal. This would not really make... This would kind of debunk the par, uh, the Bermuda Triangle as being this supernatural gateway. All right. So the first one we have is compass issues. Some say that there's unusual local magnetic anomalies that exist in the area that kind of throws off the compasses. So that's yeah. kind of what we saw where they were off course. Um, in fact, Flight 19, the main uh, lieutenant or sergeant, whatever he was, um, he had mentioned that he had a malfunctioning compass. I don't know if that was prior to the flight or not. I can see that. But no such evidence has been found that this exists, actually. So some people have gone in there with a the compass and was like, oh, it's still straight. Yeah, I assume they've done studies of some sort to, to test if how valid this is. Well, I can see if it's happening in the sky, and especially back then. You never like know. today, we might have stronger compasses than we had back then. I'd rather say compass issues, just that faulty compass. Yeah, I feel like would be a better explanation well, than like magnetic saying, anomalies. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, we probably had like you know 
crappy. It's like Captain Jack Sparrow's compass always points the wrong direction. Never seen that. You never seen Pirates of the Caribbean? No. What? I was bored. But, um... <laughs> yeah, so I can see the compass happening. So the next one is Gulf Stream. Have you heard of this? It's a major surface current driven by thermohaline circulation. So it originates in the Gulf of Mexico, and it flows through the Straits of Florida into the North Atlantic. This could affect small planes and boats, kind of pulling them off position. And they also said that... Um, if um, stuff had wrecked in that water, uh, in that kind of path, that it would rapidly disperse all of the uh, the wreckage. So that would maybe be a reason why we haven't found anything from it from some well, of these. But I'm pretty sure the boat or the ship wasn't small. Uh, the U.S. Cyclops was not. Okay, so that would eliminate that for that it case. would affect the planes hypothetically. Well, how big was I know Flight 19 had? It was a. I thought it was like a. Um, I thought they had night. Oh no, no. I thought it w- it was like a. Um, what's it? it's not like a caravan, but it's for planes. I thought it was like a bunch of them. Ah. Uh, a group of planes. Not positive on that planes, though. But that could. I can see that, but not on the boat. Yeah, I feel that. And so the next one is just human error, which is kind of like, like that, a duh. Yeah, that would probably be the number one option. Yeah. Out of the three, now human don't. Human error, human choice. You know, with George Worley, that was an error. That yeah. was him making a, just a choice hypothetically in that situation, if that's or the case. A sabotage. <laughs> do, do, do. I really like the you're throwing back to the Beastie Boys. Nope, but I'm just saying. You know, saying. Amir is the biggest Beastie Boys fan everybody. Yeah, but. He really liked License to Ill. Says it's his favorite album of all time. Anyway. Not true. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I yeah, that human error would probably be the biggest one for me because mm-hmm. I feel like one was sabotage and the other two were probably like they were messing up or didn't mean to. Yeah. Like I said, it was like the the there's, 20s and 40s. There's two more. You can mess up back then. So there's violent weather, which is like hurricanes and that kind of thing, which you mentioned and was mentioned in some of these other ones, yeah. uh, which is just like, yeah, yeah, okay, it messed them up, they crashed, whatever. Next, last one is one I find super interesting. It's... Uh, this thing called these this phenomena I guess called methane hydrates. Have you heard of this methane hydrates? Uh yeah, but that's only because you said it last week. Did I? Yeah. What did I say about it? You just said methane hydrates. Oh okay. You never s- explained it. You got a better memory than I do apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are large fields. Or no, excuse me. There are large fields of methane hydrates on the continental shelves, and lab experiments out of Australia have proven that bubbles from these, uh, like bubbles of these methane hydrates, you know, that kind of bubble up, can sink a ship by decreasing water density, and any wreckage. Uh, this is what I mentioned the Gulf Stream, and any wreckage from that would be rapidly dispersed by the Gulf Stream. Uh, and so it's been hypothesized that periodic methane eruptions may produce areas of water that are not capable of providing an adequate buoyancy for ships, and this would cause the ship to sink very quickly and without warning, which is just insane to me. Could you imagine you're on a boat, this methane hydrate thing happens, and then suddenly your boat is just sinking, and, like, not because there's a hole in it, it's just going down. That works. I, I don't know if that's pro- ever been, like, that's ever been proven with an actual ship, but that's, like, crazy to me that you could just be, like, in a boat... Literally nothing's wrong with it, and the water literally fails you because of the yeah. methane hydrates. Yeah, it, it lets you down. Just like, uh... That's the one I want to believe the most because that sounds within the realm of possibility and also, like, the craziest at the same time. Well, yeah, because, okay, that one makes sense, at least for the boat. It does make sense for the boat. That's a good point. The plane, it does not, but... I also read this thing I don't have written down here that There's was... water in the air. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I read this thing. There was, like, there's these... 
hexagonal cloud formations over the Bermuda Triangle, and like something about like these these uh, like really um, powerful like uh, downdrafts, I guess, of wind will come down and just like wreck planes. I don't know if that's ever actually happened, but I, I read that uh, when I was doing some research. I didn't write it down because it seemed like that was uh, really not interesting and yeah. also not true. Yeah. Well, yeah, that third one makes sense for the boat, and then the storms or the one before that makes sense for the planes. Human error. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was a combination of the boat and the, and the sabotage. Yeah. Like, I feel like he went to sabotage and probably take it to Germany. But then that happened, and he was That'd like, crazy. oh, come on, I want dude. that to be true. Come on, mate. And then, like, he just gave up. Or, hear me out, George Worley goes through a wormhole, goes to Germany, or Japan, excuse me, becomes Tokyo Rose. Or, hear me out, <laughs> the thing, the, the one paranormal thing that you didn't mention. What's that? The invention of rock music. Elvis's hips just drove it out of control. <laughs> I had no idea where you're going with that. Be, if we're gonna bring up dumb things like that. Then I'm going to throw my out my Elvis one. Or my favorite theory is that it's it was a storm. Have you ever seen this movie called Gulliver's Travel, starring Jack Black? No, I have not seen Gulliver's. Where he Travel. goes through a storm and, and the Bermuda Triangle and it ends up in a world where everybody's tiny except oh, hold him. on spoilers for a not good movie <laughs> and then he tries to leave that world and goes to a world where he is the tiny person okay and everyone care. else is big I don't care and uh, okay in closing in closing I think that it's probably there's not enough evidence or even any evidence that it's supernatural by any means I think it's interesting to think about um, I think that Methane hydrates are kind of science fiction, except they're not fiction, but it's kind of like really weird and crazy like that, like a really rare occurrence. I think it, most of the time it's probably human error. Like we know that they were kind of both with the um, with Lindquist and with um, Flight 19, we know that they may have been unaware of where they actually were, which may have played into how they got lost and then, you know, ran out of gas and crashed. I think that's probably very likely. The USS Cyclops, I honestly don't know. I, it'd be interesting if it was methane hydrates. It'd also be really interesting if it was some sabotage effort. What bothers me the most, I shouldn't say bothers, but interests me the most about it is that there's literally nothing been found for it. Yeah. Which is why I mentioned it, because I thought it was incredibly interesting. All right, so in closing for me, personally, I think it is human error, but don't get me wrong, I would never go to the Bermuda Triangle. I would actually almost panic if I had to go over it. Yeah. Just because there's an opportunity that it could be. Just those things, because I sort of believe I uh, uh, I sort of believe in paranormal stuff. Yeah. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna you know jump on a flight towards the Bermuda Triangle, but at the same time, I don't believe. I think it was all like human error, like most times, except for one was sabotage, which in itself could be human error. Okay. So yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And so, just to close it up, this would be a, this should be a short episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You are listening to this somehow, where there are other ways you can listen to it, and other podcasts you can listen to uh, through the Central Michigan Life kind of podcast network. We have on SoundCloud, you can find all the podcasts and this podcast through soundcloud.com slash cm hyphen life. You can go to iTunes under the profile Central Michigan Life Podcast. You can go to the Central Michigan Life website, which is cm hyphen life.com slash multimedia slash audio. Uh, you know, we also have a Twitter, which is at podcast or at the podcast 51 we post the links there kind of 
try to stay post relevant articles and that kind of thing about um, the podcast and other you know kind of otherworldly news that we see. We also have an Instagram which we kind of do some polls. We kind of post promotion there too, which is at podcast fifty one. So go give us a follow there. You know, tweet us if there's any topics you want us to talk about or any comments you have on the topics that we did talk about. And let us know what you're thinking. Uh, but guys, thank you for listening. I'm Tom Delore. And I'm Amir Bankston. And as I always say, but since we're going to spring break soon, I'm going to change it and say stay spontaneous, Ooh. stay curious, and stay awesome. I love you. Have a great spring break, folks. Thank you.